0: Our next guest on our podcast is Peter Paul de Ruy, who is Managing Director at the Netherlands Online Gambling Association, otherwise known as NOGA, and longstanding veteran in our industry. For those who don't know, NOGA is the trade association representing a body of online gambling providers um, that aim for a safe and responsible and attractive online gambling offer in the Netherlands. Uh, The first licensees, very excitingly, are about to go live on October 1st, so I'm guessing Peter Paul has been pretty busy. The gaming world's eyes have been on the Netherlands for quite some time now, and Peter Paul has been at the forefront of shaping this market. With so much media attention focused on regulation and compliance, and so many operators scrutinizing the markets they enter, it takes a special leader and communicator to be able to build an engaged membership of operators focused on building something sustainable. It is therefore my pleasure to welcome Peter Paul de Ruy to the show. Welcome, Peter Paul.
1: Thank you, uh, Kelly. And hello, everyone. And I'm completely humbled by your introduction. Uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> Let's kick off and um, get right to it about the Dutch market, if we can. I know a lot of our listeners to, are, are really keen to get your take. As it stands, uh, the Dutch regulator, KSA, will authorise 28 online gambling licences to launch the KOA market on the 1st of October. Is this the right number of licences? Is there room for growth there?
1: Uh, The the honest answer is we don't know. Uh, So um, in the period um, between April 1st and April 15th, which is the period in which uh, uh, the KSA decided the first batch of operators would be eligible to apply for a a license, um, they received a number of 28 uh, applications. What we don't know is how many applications went in after uh, the 15th of April. it is expected, though, that the first batch of licenses will be issued um, uh, just before uh, October 1st, so they all uh, can uh, uh, be at the, the start um, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we do expect the number to be close to 28, but we don't know for sure whether all applicants uh, have made it through.
0: OK. Um, well. Speaking of applicants, uh, there's there's been a fair focus on fair competition as mm-hmm. part of the provision for these licenses, right? Um, is this something that Noga has worked on as part of as part of your sustainability strategy? And can you explain yes. a little bit more about what that entails?
1: Absolutely. Uh, any healthy uh, online gambling market has a le- level playing field for all operators that are active on that market. This this means that also incumbents. So existing uh, state-owned companies uh, companies should should have the same starting position as any new entrant, any international operator coming to the Dutch market. Looking at the Netherlands specifically, I would say there is a bit of a mixed bag, as there is not a completely, uh, let's say, level playing field, because uh, like I just told you on the, um, the first batch of applicants, um, the Dutch legislator decided that there is a cooling-off period for operators that have been um, passively, um, uh, well, not targeting, but but passively dealing with online customers from the Netherlands. Um, And this cooling off period um, basically says that any operator that has been breaking the prioritization criteria that that are still in force in the Netherlands, which means that you should not have an active or or you should not target uh, Dutch consumers with, uh, you know, Dutch language, uh, typical Dutch um, uh, payment provider, etc. Uh, any operator that has violated any of these criteria will have to wait 33 months um, uh, after the last time they, uh, they've broken any of the prioritization criteria until they can successfully apply for a license. This is, is called the cooling-off period. Mm. Um, this, of course, gives the incumbent um, land-based industry that is going online a head start. Uh, so mm. in that respect, Um, I I, I don't think that you could honestly say that there is a level playing field. But as NOGA, we decided to look at the future and uh, don't look at the days past and don't look at the the past almost 10 years that this new law uh, has been debated at length and has been uh, altered and and changed, etc. But we're looking at the future and we're very enthusiastic and we're very... Um, upbeat about the market's um, uh, potential. And we are uh, basically calling on on everyone, including the incumbents, to work together with us to make the Dutch market opening a huge success.
0: Great, great. So, so, so speaking of messaging and marketing and advertising, I know that advertising in the Netherlands is a particular interest to you and to Noga. Yes. Uh, and to your members. Yeah. Um, certainly the topic of advertising has been um, paramount globally. Um, in, our, in our industry. What, what's happening there? Can you give us an update? Um, and, and I know there were some, some updates on Monday, but if you can just sort of rehash that and tell us what's next.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's good to start with why advertising is such an important topic to um, mm-hmm. uh, any online gambling market that is about to open up um advertising is crucial when you want to channel uh, consumers away from the illegal offer to the legal offer if uh, consumers don't know uh, there is a legal offer out there how can they choose the legal offer you know so so it's it's crucial that new entrants that the, my members are uh, able to advertise their um, uh, their offer to uh, to the to the Dutch public basically but the, the, the reason why we have been concerned and why we are growingly uh, becoming more concerned is that we see uh, a tendency, even before the market is opening up, that parties are basically buying uh, advertising time uh, ahead of the market opening, which is normal. It is to be expected, but they are already infighting amongst each other uh, for the best sponsor contracts, for the best uh, uh, advertising contracts etc um in the recent months there have been uh, various occasions where the uh, dutch state lottery for instance went across the line uh, of advertising and were targeting uh, youth and mm-hmm. um were basically already doing that what should not happen uh, after the first of october and the, the reason why we are increasingly alarmed is also because We know what happened in other markets Uh, if we look at sweden which is a market that recently regulated uh, there is a um, requirement in swedish law to uh, to be moderate in your advertising but um, for a single operator it is really really hard to be moderate if your competitor uh, competitor is not so this this leads to a problem that overall the the total market volume of advertising becomes too much to to swallow for um, for consumers. Um, and I can see this happening in the Netherlands as well. So that is why we are calling on our fellow um, competitors, if you will, is to come together and to agree with the media parties with the advertising companies with the broadcasters to to uh, come up with a system which I call advertising volume control, in which we try to uh, ensure that the total volume doesn't become too much, but we are yeah we we are calling on them, so I hope that they're watching uh, they're watching this <laughs> podcast and uh, but we really want to make the Netherlands market a success, and we don 't want politicians to have to step in and come up with. You know, draconic measures, or even a ban on um, gambling advertising, which would be really, really a big loss to uh, to uh, the the sure. Dutch gambling market.
0: Sure, those high contact and fair play demands that you're talking about being placed on operators certainly, and and being paramount for the licensees that come into the Netherlands. Are, are you are you addressing affiliates as well? Is there any special requirements that you're working with uh, with affiliate partners? Certainly, they play a part here.
1: So Noga is um, really paying attention to what is happening in the affiliate market. Um, in the Netherlands, the legislator chose a system in which only the operator is uh, responsible and liable um, for any offer, for any advertising under its license. Um, so they face scrutiny from the KSA. So if something goes wrong with affiliates, The operator may have its license suspended or uh, has to pay a fine or might even get its license uh, revoked. So the operator will be very, very careful um, to see with what kind of affiliate he is uh, uh, working uh, with. Um, And and then there is, um, I think, a very good step uh, that recently happened in the Netherlands, which is... um, the affiliates or some affiliates got together and they um, they um, um, set up uh, a system in which you can get like a, um, a stamp of approval, a rubber oh. stamp of being uh, a responsible affiliate. Uh, and this is something that we look at with great interest and uh, we think it's the right way. And uh, Noga is also very much uh, supportive of this initiative. Um, and um, I actually uh, um, uh, took a seat on the um, the advisory board of this uh, new organisation. So hopefully this binds uh, the affiliates uh, to the responsible um, offering and and responsible marketing that we uh, we stand for.
0: Great, it's all part of sort of that sustainable ecosystem, which is great yes, to hear. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, if we can shift over to more personal side of things, typically an SBC leaders podcast, we really like to talk about your personal take on leadership, uh, where you've come from and where you've been. Um, you've been in this industry for quite some time, I believe almost 10 years. Um, yeah, that's correct, you know. w- 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 what's attractive about this current role as managing direct- director at Noga?
1: So... Um... Before I joined the gambling industry, um, I I worked in the telecommunications industry, which I thought was really dynamic. Um, There's a lot happening. Competition is fierce. You know, it's almost cutthroat competition, you would Mm. think. But it's it's a a similar uh, game uh, between incumbents and new entrants. New entrants trying to get access to the market and trying to get, yeah, the competing offer to uh, consumers. So when I joined, um, I joined a lottery company, which is kind of a softer form of gambling, if you will. Um, you're, you know, you're bringing together money for charities, so you know it's, it's a really easy sell. I used to say mm-hmm. always, you know, you don't have to be ashamed of anything. Um, and then um, the, the, the board of, uh, of Noga, um, after I left um, the, the, the previous company, uh, they contacted me and, and asked me whether I would be willing to take noga to the next level basically turn it into a a proper um, a, a proper um, uh, branch uh, or what do you call it a uh, trade association uh, which happened last year in August um, and um, i I you know when i when I started out uh, in the gambling industry I never considered myself uh, to be a leader, or uh, I, I still have a hard time, you know, to consider myself a leader, but I, I try to um, show what I think is the best way. Um, so, leadership by example, if you will, but I'm, I'm, I'm not taking myself too seriously as a leader. Um, and I try to keep uh, everyone together and build bridges and build connections where uh, they don't exist yet. Uh, so this is also something which I try to do as um, as the, the head of NOGA. I'm trying to build bridges towards the incumbents. I'm extending the hand towards um, uh, other trade associations in the Netherlands, and um, I, I believe that only together, by working together, we can make the, the Dutch market uh, a huge success. And I'm absolutely convinced that uh, this, this market has great potential Um, It's one of the best regulated markets in in, uh, Europe. I'm I'm really convinced of that. It's really strict. It's not for the faint-hearted I (laughs) I said in in an interview, but um, if you take responsible gambling and if you take um, duty of care seriously, then the Dutch market may be very interesting uh, for you as an operator. And I, I want to ensure by uh, reaching out, building that bridge, that uh, this this whole um, uh, market becomes a success, and that's basically how I see uh, my role uh, as a as a leader in uh, in Noga in the Netherlands.
0: Sure. Um, we touched on a, a bit of impact there, and and certainly, you know, in a strict market, you know, there is a lot of impact to be had, as, especially when it comes to player protection, when it comes to responsibility. Yeah um where what do you think you know this role and what can the Netherlands achieve in the water world of betting and gambling that others have not given that
1: well um I don't know what the uh English uh expression is for uh for this this Dutch thing that I have to think of, but since we are so late with regulating the market, we had some time to you know come up with new uh things um uh, that that may well work, so um I think that we had the advantage of being able to look at other markets to things that do not work. Uh, so I'm not going to mention uh, any countries because yeah. <laughs> we work together with, with, yeah. with uh, everyone from those countries. But there are some countries out there that I'm thinking of, um, that show me what does not work very well. Um, and I, I think that You know, in the Netherlands, we have really taken consumer protection to the next level. I think it's not only in the letter of the law, but it's really in the day to day operations of any operator that wants a license in the Netherlands. It has to be ingrained in your organization. It has to be center of mind. It has to be you have to really mean it. I always say if you want to be an operator in the Netherlands to put the customer first and no gambling operator that doesn't take problem gambling seriously, for instance, uh, can have a rightful place in the Netherlands, uh, I think. So in that respect, I think we are really well positioned. So the the, the consumer really wins in the Netherlands with this uh, regulation.
0: That's great. And it feels like the right time for that. It feels like global operators are taking that seriously and making it part of their
1: ethos at the moment. Yes.
0: that's Absolutely. good. Um, I asked this to all my guests um, and, or we started asking, I started asking it with my first guest and it it's just has carried on. Um, we work in an industry full of sports and games and, and very, very passionate people. Um, do, you, do you have to love sports or games to run a business in this industry?
1: Um, well, I, I think it, it hugely helps. Um, If you have a love for the game, um, you are probably also fiercely protecting it, you know, protecting integrity, for instance. So if you're big about football or soccer, like you say, in the States, um, I think you will go an extra mile to ensure that, you know, there is no corrupting um, influence um, because people are match fixing or anything. Mm. So I, I think it I think it helps. Um whether you know whether it's necessary that you like to gamble, I'm yeah. not sure. Um what I think is important that it should be uh let's say that you think that if you want to gamble it should be possible, right? Mm. That's that's I think, uh, a starting point. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but, uh, yeah, so, so personally, I, I, do like sports, but I like to play sports. I don't like to watch mm. them that much. Um, uh, and, uh, when it comes to gambling, I, I used to gamble when I was a, a teenager. Uh, <laughs> so under, under current, uh, under current legislation, I would be, uh, violating a number of rules. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so was the cafe where we were playing the slot machine. Um, but yeah, I, I can, I can say that, you know, I once every five year get into a casino, uh, by chance. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I don't regularly go there to play or anything.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite sport?
1: Running. Yeah. I, I really like to run, uh, and field hockey. I like, um, uh, I like, I like swimming, skiing and all that stuff, but, uh, they're all, they're, they're more individual sports, uh, yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah. Great. Um, do you have a hero or have you looked for inspiration? You know, have you looked to, to ser- someone for inspiration when making your career decisions or life decisions?
1: Uh, so the, the answer is a split basically. So my mother is, uh, one of my greatest heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I try to honor her every day. Um, and, um, and, and next to that, you know, uh, let's say I have, I'm, I'm still uh, hugely impressionated by um, by uh, President Barack Obama. And uh, that's because I think he's a great communicator. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about his politics or what he did and did not achieve yeah. uh, whilst being a president. But I, I remember very vividly when he was elected the first time, I really felt like, you know, something groundbreaking happened and uh, I I still look at it that way. Um mm-hmm. but then, you know, things happened afterwards. Sure. Um yeah,
0: sure. but
1: yeah, he I, I think he's um uh a very, you know, a radiating uh a uh, man uh, almost, uh, but yeah. It's definitely a great um example for me.
0: Yeah. I agree it's he's he's inspirational to listen to
1: absolutely yes
0: yeah any surprises in your current role that you've run into that you want to tell us about?
1: Mm, yeah on a, on a, on a personal level that i you know I sometimes find it hard not to get carried away by let's say worries. Mm. you know am I doing the right thing? Uh, am, am I coming across the the way I intend to come across? You know, these are all very personal things, and that I thought I would have been able to let behind me, uh, you know, after all those years. But you know, uh, I, still, sometimes there are doubts, and uh, I, I guess that only keeps you uh, keeps you sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That sounds that sounds pretty natural. We're running out of time, but October 1st is three weeks away. Um, That's a very big day for everyone in the Netherlands. And I was hoping that you might take some time to walk me through what October 1st might look like for you personally. Um, Have you thought about it? You know, is it going to be super insane? Have we done the heavy lifting? What's going to happen on that day?
1: Uh, I think it would be a big mistake to think, like, oh right, so now we're done and all the work, you know, all the heavy <laughs> lifting has been done. I, yeah. I think it only, I, I think it only starts. You know, it's like um, uh, letting the ship roll off the ramp uh, into the water. Uh, putting it out for its maiden voyage, uh, and, and there will be cracks where water is uh, leaking through. Uh, so we, we have to be very vigilant. We have to see whether everything is working the way it, it, you know, it, it was intended. So we will be closely monitoring uh, together with uh, the members, together with the KSA, the, the, the regulator uh, and the ministry uh, we'll be regularly testing how consumers are responding to regulations and, and to the offer that is being put out there, which is the Noga barometer, which will be put out every year. Uh, so this is also going to give us uh, you know, an, a historical line and I hopefully uh, can show an increase of, uh, let's say, consumers' trust in online gambling offering. And. Um, but um, yeah, so on, on October 1st, a uh, few days before it, there's a Gaming in Holland conference. I, I see that <laughs> as the informal launch of, yeah. um, of uh, the online market. Um, and I expect uh, a number of our uh, members to be, um, uh, to be at the start uh, on October 1st. Uh, I cannot mention any names. So that would not be right for me to, call, you know, to basically out them as uh, as new entrants to the market. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be very very exciting. Um, and and again, you know, we're, gonna, we're going to continue extend our hand to our um, fellow competitors, uh, to yeah. other trade associations, to the government, to the ministry and the KSA to work together and make this a success. But uh i will be in a healthy way probably a bit fidgety on, <laughs> on the 30th of september uh just yeah. before 12. um but you know when the when the act came into force uh the day after i was going like okay so hm, life really didn't change that much
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah but well, uh, you have yeah, your phone the... on or off on that day uh,
1: I will definitely have my phone on yes okay, absolutely. <laughs> okay yeah, good. Absolutely.
0: good that um is very exciting and uh we wish you all the best in, a, in the in the next coming much. weeks and all the um uh as much anxiety as you can you know relieve yourself of. then we'll wish you that as well
1: thank you very Certainly, much
0: as you say it's healthy unfortunately that's all the time we have for today my sincerest thanks to you Peter Paul for joining us um thank you giving us the opportunity to learn more about the personal side of leadership and what you're doing in the Netherlands, but also what's to come uh, for the Netherlands online gaming market. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, This has been the eighth episode of SBC Leaders Podcast. I'm Kelly King, Global Relationship Director for SBC. You can subscribe to this series on Spotify, Apple, Google, or watch direct on gamblingtv.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.